Google is going to start locking you into Google Keep. WWDC is just a few days away and Facebook tries to jump in with a new Meta VR headset and more on today's tech news. Now, with all the rumors of the Apple's VR headset, Meta decided to jump ahead and release the Quest 3 a little bit earlier. Uh, what they are saying is it is 40% slimmer, it's got double the GPU power and higher res display. And they say now that the Quest 3 is starting at $499 later this fall. Now, if you remember a while back, Facebook or Meta, sorry, actually raised their prices on the devices. So the fact that they're now dropping them is really not that much of a big uh, saving to what you were originally getting them. So you're pretty much getting them at, at the original price. But obviously it looks good if you haven't been following the VR world that you're going to be getting this for the extra discount when realistically it's the same as the price originally. Well, WWDC 23 is just two days away, so the Apple news is kind of on a bit of a lull right now. We've seen all the rumours, the leaks and ideas of what people are expecting to see. So we're going to be waiting for the big day on June 5th, and that will be showing at 6pm in the UK time. Now, if you are interested in seeing what type of things we are expecting or hoping to see and the things that we're definitely not going to be seeing as far as we're concerned, then check out my guest appearance on the Forth podcast. Those guys have done a deep dive of everything they would like to see and what they think we'll see. Obviously, there's plenty of rumours of a VR headset, but obviously you're going to be veiling iOS 17 and watchOS 10 as well. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys would think as well. So make sure you let us know on Facebook or Twitter if there's anything you would like to see that Apple unveils, apart from obviously the VR headset. If you like to use Google Assistant to make lists or shopping lists or anything like that, then perhaps you need to start thinking of alternatives. According to Google, from June 20th, 2023, lists or notes created with Google Assistant using non-Google list services will not be available. So this will cover things like bring, to-do list or anything else. Instead, Google is actually going to be now putting this all to its own services such as Google Keep. So for myself, I like to use Bring for the shopping list. I've got Google Assistant around the home so you can just shout it out, tell it what you wanted to add it to your list and it goes straight to the Bring app which then shares with the family. But for now, instead, we're going to have to change it to Google Keep which isn't a massive deal in this household. We all use Google Keep. However, it's not as clean and crisp looking as the app such as Bring because obviously it's a dedicated shopping list. And even though we've already got Google Keep on our devices, it is just a simple checklist then, click on, click off and things like that. So we're going to give it a try and see how it goes, but it is a bit of a shame that Google's deciding to keep this all in-house instead. Google accounts will start to become an option for Fitbit users starting on June the 6th. The company will not force existing Fitbit owners to make the switch until 2025. However, users may want to migrate a little bit sooner because some Fitbit features will require a Google account. So you've got your two years if you want to switch that over, or you can also use those two years if you want to shop around for another provider, especially since as Google likes to change and shop its mind at the moment. 
YouTube Music will now automatically launch a Google Cast session on your phone when you play music on the Nest speaker using your voice. And this will override whatever song is currently played on your handset. So the idea of this is if you're telling the Google to play your favorite song on YouTube Music, then you can even control the volume and everything else on your phone. But the fact that it's going to be taking over and overriding anything you may be currently playing on your phone uh, is a bit invasive if you will it sucks and whilst it's got some good features like i say you can just adjust it quick quickly the fact that it's taken over then that kind of sucks google already knows what's happening on your device let's not pretend that it doesn't so it would be easier if it checks to see if you've got something playing on your phone if it has forget the casting session but if there's nothing then by all means chuck his casting session up so it can actually change those features that would be work so we'll see how this actually plays out well, it certainly looks like 2023 is going to be the year of the flipping handsets. Obviously, you've got your Samsungs, you've got Motorola and things like that. You've also got TCL and other things coming out as well. Now, Motorola's released the new Razer and the Razer Plus flip phones again. This is an iteration on last year's models. But the Razer Plus is going to be coming in at £1,000. And that's got a bigger screen on the outside cover. So you can actually see yourself when you're taking a selfie or if you want to do a video or anything like that. You've got a better, bigger screen that you can use. But also it's got plenty of towers you can actually interact with apps. And also looking at the YouTube reviews, you can actually open apps on there such as your Twitter, your messages and things like that if you want to do scrolling on a small screen. Now, the idea of flip phone is quite a niche aspect from back in the day where you can close your phone and be done with it but I kind of like this idea so you can still close down your phone and put it down and you're done but if you want to interact with something and you don't want to use the full power or the big screen and you don't want to become addicted to it then by all means use that front screen especially for things like messages I'd hate to have to flip my phone open just to answer the text uh, from family members so the people interact on your screen and put it down I think if you're going to try and watch, say, like TikTok or anything like that, or YouTube Shorts, that's going to get tiresome really quickly on such a small outside screen. It'll be interesting to see if Samsung follow suit. Now, Razer is also using a cheaper model, they say, with no big outside screen, just the small one by, from previous generations. They haven't given a price yet, so we'll see how cheap that is. But let me know, do you think that flipping and folding phones are the future, or is that something you want to skip? Well, it looks like Reddit is trying to become the next Twitter by following Elon Musk's suit. They did say back uh, in April that they were going to follow the suit and start charging users for API access. Now, that's something that Twitter said they were going to be doing and a lot of third-party Twitter clients have shut down. And now a report comes in from Christian Selig. I'm probably mispronouncing that name, so apologies. But he's the creator of the immensely popular Reddit client Apollo. And he says, I'll cut to the chase. 50 million requests cost $12,000, a figure far more than I could ever have imagined. Apollo made 7 billion requests last month, which would put it at about $1.7 million per month or 20 million US dollars per year. Even if I only kept subscription users, the average Apollo user uses 344 requests per day, which would cost $2.50 per month, which is over double what the subscription already costs, so that they'd be in the red every month. So they're obviously hoping that Reddit is going to reconsider its pricing. Otherwise, you're going to start seeing end of the era where these platforms use the free or cheap APIs to accelerate the growth. Now, I use the official Reddit client. In the past, I have used other clients, but I know a lot of people like third-party clients because 
they do a lot better layout and they keep an app updated a lot more often. I can't remember the last time I seen an update for the Reddit app. And all this comes down because obviously with third party clients, you're not getting that ad revenue as well. So by all means, I am understanding that they want to start charging for these APIs, but maybe they need to start looking at the costs that they are starting to charge these people. Well, that's it for today, guys. I do have a little episode coming out this evening talking about ecosystem lock-in so make sure you check that out as well it's just a bonus episode of something that's been on my mind for a while and once that comes out it should also hit your podcast client as well thanks for listening and i will catch you on the next one